0: Empire.
1: Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Damas starts now. You see that man right
2: there? Oh, yeah. We welcome in a man who might be the most active guy I've ever researched. This hooper scored 10,789 points with nine organizations over his 14-year career. His accolades, Gatorade National Player of the Year, ACC Rookie of the Year, All-Star, among many others. The current head coach at Fisk University, as you can see on his shirt. The master of the behind the back spin move combo, a cigar aficionado, a frequent Starbucks customer, the man who never runs out of stuff to post on his Instagram, even though he does not post enough about his dog, Caleb. He lives by the motto, basketball is easy, life is hard. The man they called Chibs. We welcome in Kenny Anderson. What is going on, my man?
0: No, I'm doing well, man. I love doing what I'm doing. I'm coaching here at FIS. It's great, man. It's great. It's an NAIA small school, very um, academic inclined. One of the best in the country, but trying to build up the basketball program. And uh, I love doing what I'm doing, man. I really love working with the guys, and it's it's my every day. It's my passion. It's my passion.
2: And I'm so glad that you're staying in the game. You know, basketball has been a huge part of your life, and I think a lot of times people when their careers are over, they say, all right, I'm going to try something else. But obviously being a point guard, being a floor general, I think that you see the game in a different perspective than a lot of other people, especially somebody of your caliber.
0: Yeah, definitely that. But coaching and playing is so different. <laughs> so I'm learning and I'll be honest. I'm learning how to coach. You know, I'm learning how to coach. I, I was a great player. I played the game, but learning how to coach is uh is difficult at times yeah you said you're. i'm on this level nai level uh and i love doing what i'm doing but yeah, you it's said different you... from pro- coaching in the pro level those guys gotta play already you know so it's, it's more it's more managing in the nba but here coaching is everything in college especially on my level and that's why i love it
2: oh that's awesome and kenny we're gonna build a time machine and we're gonna go back because what i like to do is start with the early years And you were born and raised in Queens, New York, and attended the powerhouse Archbishop Molloy High School. Some notable alumni, including Brian Winters and Kenny Smith attended. But Kenny, even before that, scouts had been recruiting you since the sixth grade, and you were on the front page of the New York City sports section when you were 14. Now, the majority of us have not sustained the level of fame you had. And I can't imagine the attention you received at a young age, especially as our brains are still developing. My first question, at what age did you know that you were good at basketball? And second, how did it feel to handle that recognition?
0: Well, I, you know, I got it early. Like you said, I'll tell my son all the time. I got it early, man. I was 13. I got a lot of publicity in New York City. The Mecca. That's the Mecca. and I was the Mecca. <laughs> I was New York, man. And uh, But I went to a very good school, academic school. Archbishop Lloyd High School, one of the best in the country. Now I got girls there, so you know I was eight, I, You know Jack Curran, rest in peace. That was my high school coach. He coached basketball and baseball. He's a great man, and he taught me a lot. And he taught me, brought me up, brought me up so much on basketball. And I played fresh. I played as a freshman. I played varsity, and that was big for me. But my varsity team, we was we was loaded. I came in every I came in second chord I never started a game and um it just it just taught me taught me about uh team basketball and um I owe a lot to him to my school it's just I get emotional just bringing it up that's that's the way it all started for me man and um you know Malloy meant a lot to me so
2: was him not playing you in the first quarter of your freshman year? Was that a discipline move, or did he just want a good score off the bench?
0: That was a discipline move. Of just He never really had freshmen play varsity. But um, he had Greg Tracy. I talked to him about a year ago. I sent him a basketball for his birthday. Uh, he's a senior. It was just taught me. It taught me. Coming from New York, being a – uh, park legend and and being a basketball uh, player and just being that guy going to Malloy, I was just happy to be on the team and and I made the team and and being I made I mean I took the test to get in Malloy. I passed. I was just happy I was going to Malloy High School and playing on the varsity team. When um, my mentor Vincent Smith told me to try out, I, w- I wasn't even going to try out for varsity. I was just going to play. JB basketball but he said try out you never know and i tried out and i did i did my thing man did my thing and i went on i made it and it just was a it was just a blessing man everything look at, look, has been a blessing for me in the game of basketball and life
2: hey james can you pull that high school pick again the charismatic look at smile. look at, look at, look, at, look, at <laughs> look at that smile on there well that yeah. smile as well as your stats, I mean, by the end of your high school career, you were a four time Parade All American, a feat not accomplished since Lou All Cinder back in the day. You were the first player to be named All City four times. You were McDonald's All American, the New York State Mr. Basketball by the New York State Coaches Organization, and named High School Basketball Player of the Year by Gatorade, the New York State Sports Writers Association Parade, Naismith USA Today. Man, I'm just tired saying that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got everything at <laughs> high school. We're going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you were a highly recruited prospect, no surprise, as all the big schools wanted you, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse. And after a lengthy process, you selected Georgia State – or Georgia Tech, excuse oh. me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, not Georgia State, Georgia Tech. But I know Coach <laughs> wants to get into some of that process here.
1: Yeah, I know that that decision was out of your hands as mom, you know, was influenced and, and and i know you you wanted pearl washington was an idol of yours you wanted to go to syracuse but end up being a just a, a wonderful situation that first year of course you know you had three guys averaging 20 lethal weapon three ryan oliver b scott y'all lost to unlv in a great uh, final yeah. four matchup but yeah. i want to go to c- kind of that that next year um when to me in college you went to capital mr chibs as lethal weapon one, your sophomore year, you dropped forty in four of five games, including fifty versus Laola Marymont.
0: Yeah,
1: um, you had you said you had something like seven threes. You felt like the basket was was an ocean the night before. You had forty yeah. in a uh, crosstown Robbery, Georgia. Yeah. You followed with nineteen against Tulane, but then you got right back after it and had forty-one against Villanova, and yeah. then forty-two against Howard. Like these stats are insane. What were you on? I've never seen a, a college basketball I, player drop forty I was just, in five I was just games.
0: Talking about so, um, you know, the, the greatest weekend of my life was uh, against Lola Marymount in Georgia. It, it, it just like basketball was just it was, it, it, the, the the ball the the bass was like an ocean, and I was playing hard, and it was it was just great. I had forty five against Georgia. And fifty against Lola Marymount, and I was all—I always will remember that—that—that—that uh, that, that, that year because of that weekend in my life. It was just basketball; was just—I was just on. I was just on, and um, uh, we won both games. Um, it, it just was a great accomplishment for myself. I got fifty. Um, that's the scoring record at Georgia Tech now. And I don't know if it'll ever get broke because now, you know, we, we've gotta play different. You we play a lot of team ba- well, well, team basketball. I played team basketball, but I was just hot that night. You know, this is just it's different, man.
1: I know if it's Lethal Weapon One, but you had really good role guys that second year with John Barry and Matt Guy oh, yeah, that you a end perfect. up playing with in yeah. the pros. So
0: yeah. I had a um, you know, that year, you know, Georgia Tech, we had we had some great players. You know, I, I played my second year Without lethal weapon three, without Dennis Scott, Brian Oliver, I had, you know, Malcolm Mackey was always with me. Yep. Um, John Barry, Matt Gagger, uh, we we had one of the biggest teams in the league, in the in, in the conference, everywhere. But we just didn't gl- we didn't click. And uh, if we would have clicked, we would have did some things. But we just didn't click. But we had great talent on that team.
1: Absolutely. And you were you were rolling after that, that four and five games of of 40 at 32 against ACC um, top competition, Wake Forest, Clemson, Duke. But um, I I heard about these scrimmages with the Atlanta Hawks. Now, the people need to know what happened in this gym, because obviously there isn't any any videos on this. But uh, between the years of 89 and 91, this team had peak Dominique, Doc Rivers, Spud Webb. And then even older guys like Moses Malone and Sidney Moncrief. Yeah. Did any of these guys bust your ass and let you know that this is the this is the league? Or did you get some of these guys? Did you do you have yeah. you know would, a feather on your cap?
0: They would try to you know outmuscle me and all that, but I'm I playing. I would hold my own against Doc Rivers, Bud Webb, John Battle, Dominique. You know I hold my own. It was it was it was games every night there. It was awesome, and it got me revved up and set for you know the ACC conference and college basketball. But I'm from New York, so it was it was. I just wanted to compete, and that was that was it. You know, compete against the best.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you're talking.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, you talk about competing with the best. You know, people playing at the pro level. You obviously play in the ACC, which is you know highly regarded, especially back in the day. And I mean, those years of hard work finally paid off. You were selected by the Nets with the number two overall pick in the 1991 NBA draft, Kenny. I got to know what you drink that night.
0: Um, with a draft, uh, champagne, I was probably drinking all night. Um, (laughs) um, I like the, uh, the (laughs) Vuv Ticot.
2: Okay. Man, I was drinking
0: a lot of that, I guess, that night. It was great. You know, I went back home to left back city, you know, that, again, I stayed, you know, my best friend, Brian, Brian, um, Brantley was my best friend at the time. He's always, he's always going to be my best friend. So, you know, it was just awesome. My mother. It just was an awesome, um, awesome day for me to get drafted, especially to the New Jersey Nets. Yeah,
2: you don't have to wait too long either. You get one pick going above you, and then, yeah. boom, you got the champagne ready.
0: Yeah, I said, you know, Larry Johnson, you know, I, I should have went one, but they have Muggsy Bones. So they wasn't going to – they told me, you know, I went, I went um, to visit uh, – no, I didn't go visit Charlotte. I went to visit the Nets and things of that nature. It was, It was exciting. But uh, I really, honestly, I didn't know that uh, I was gonna go number two. I knew I was gonna go number three because Sacramento had the third pick. I was gonna go. They, they, they I went on a visit. They was uh, the general manager Reynolds, Mr. Reynolds. He was gonna draft. He said it. So I was gonna go three. But um, you know, the New Jersey Nets uh, drafted me. It was, uh, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, you when you know you're not going to go past three, you have to put your name in no matter how much fun yeah. you're having in college and yeah. how how great of a system that was. Now, you were just as much of a legend on the court as off New York royalty, a man who's had Brooklyn Queens named Kenny Anderson Day. Listening to you on Drink Camps with Nori, you tell yeah. a story about how you booked Spinderella. You didn't know who she was at the time at a Jodeci album release party. And even though the relationship did not last um, your friendship did, and to the point where she was a DJ at your latest wedding. That is just legendary. Uh, what I really yeah. want to know about is uh, Kenny Anderson Community Barbecue in Left Rack for 10 years straight, starting at 19, in 1991. You was, said you was, spent 30 k Yeah. And you had 10 pits, ribeyes. You had Jay-Z performing for yeah. free. Um, who else came to these legendary events? What uh, kind of a spectacle was it? Jay
0: Z came, and uh, Charles Oakley was big. He came to one. Oh, yeah, um, I, I don't remember the names of the guys, but um, it was awesome, man. And I did it for ten years straight. Um, I love my neighborhood. Um, my mother, you know, my mother loved the neighborhood. That's where I was brought up and raised. You know, everybody, everybody's there to help me but I didn't have anything. So it was just an awesome, awesome thing for me to do. And I, I went out of my pocket and I did it. And it didn't matter what it was. I was going to do it, you know, because it was for my neighborhood. It was just awesome.
1: One day we might, you should have like an anniversary.
0: That's what cook we're trying go to back. do. I'm trying to go back. and have, But the, the neighborhood has changed a great deal. Yes. But I'm trying to go back and sit and see how can I do it. I want to do that.
2: Oh man, Kenny making his marks on and off the court. Well, yeah, I, I mean, go, go, going back to on the court, I mean, Kenny, your rookie season, you were the youngest player in the league, and you averaged an impressive seven points, two yeah. rebounds, three point two assists. In your second season, you were given the opportunity to play even more, and you you basically doubled those stats. And your third year was arguably your best statistical one; as you averaged close to nineteen points per game, ten assists four rebounds, two steals. That's what we call a fantasy basketball darling right there, earning an all-star appearance and voted in as an all-star starter by the fans. So pretty good season. I might say.
0: Yeah, it was a great, I had a great season with the Nets. Uh, Chuck Daly came in, gave me the ball. Let me do my thing. Let me run the team. Uh, myself, Derek Coleman, Jonathan Petrovic, you know, he was great. Chris Morris was a great, you know, great player. Um, let me do my thing, and uh, I had a great uh, second year under Chuck Daly. It was
2: awesome. Yeah, and I mean, anytime you put up numbers like that, even if it's for a season or two, yeah. I mean, that's just an impressive performance at the highest level. Yeah. And in the '95-'96 season, you were traded to the Hornets for half a season before yeah. signing with the Blazers that following off season. But I know Coach wants to get into your time with Charlotte.
1: Yeah. So, so I like you had. Players in your prime. Uh, Larry Larry Johnson went number one in the same draft as you. Uh, Glenn Rice, great shooter. Dale yeah. Curry, um, you know, even Scott Burrell, Matt yeah. Geiger, your, your former teammate. Uh, but I, f- I found out later that it was a money thing that yeah. is why you you didn't stay. Because to me, that's a g- great shooting, great nucleus, everybody in your prime. Um so I, I kind of want to move on to some of your glory days as far as the furthest you've went in the playoffs. We had your former sh- teammate on, Eric Strickland, Strick. Yeah, that's um, my man. In, in the one 2 uh, season, you played on a loaded Boston Celtic team in which head coach Rick Tino handpicked you to run the show, claiming uh, he wanted a real point guard. Yeah. He sent away Chauncey Billups, who probably is going to be in the Hall of Fame sometime. Yeah. But, uh, you played with Paul Pierce coming into his own, Antoine Walker, Eric Eric Williams. You were up two games to one in the Eastern Conference Final. Game three was incredible comeback. And then game four, 92-92, uh, you had a situation where Jason Kidd was getting double-teamed, held the ball for, like, seemed like nine seconds, um, and, and, and found, found an open teammate. Paul Pierce would get to the line to end the game. He missed it. Um, do you think that that was, like, a momentum uh, shift? And how does that kind of hurt the, the morale of the team? Because, yeah, you're, you're now you're locked up 2-2, but they end up taking the last two.
0: Yeah, you never know. You never know. You, you, you go basketball. We just took them. We took them for granted because we beat them in the regular season four straight. We thought we were going to beat them, but they had they had the momentum. Um, you know, when you when you like, I guess they were a little nervous of us, and they worked extremely hard in practice le- leading up to the playoff series. You know, they they had everything the way you know the coach presented. They did it. They did everything, you know what I mean? Because, because they were a little nervous of us. You know, um, we just, and I think we wasn't nervous of them. We, we, we took them for granted. And I think if we would have worked extremely hard in our practices, you know, it, it, we just woke up when they started, when they got 2-2 two, two series. But it was too late. They started playing very well.
2: Yeah, and who, who knows? Maybe that Celtics team is the one that can knock the Lakers off, you know, change the destination of yeah. the 3 What I thought was interesting was a year and a half into your Blazers tenure, they originally tried trading you to the Raptors. Yeah. However, you refused to report to the team because you didn't want to play in Canada. Now, I feel like Toronto is viewed slightly more favorable now as a destination for yeah. players. But that season was the was the inaugural for the Raptors as an expansion team, and they yeah. finished the year 21-61. and 61. So it was... Playing in Canada, the only reason, or did you just want to go to a contender? You didn't want to kind of start with a new beginning.
0: Uh, basically, it was just a tax purpose reasons. Uh, how the money, how the money was. That was basically it. I had no other uh, choice. I would have loved playing in Toronto, playing the NBA, but it was just taxes, my money. You know, the money situation. That's that's the main thing. And I was only going to sit out. I was I was going to sit out twenty games. Uh, I said I was, I'm, and I lose the money, but. I was willing to lose the money than to go to Toronto for the tax purposes at the time, but they they straightened it out now. But um, it was just tax, you know, purposes, and I moved on, and that's how I got picked up by uh, Boston.
2: I love it. Like everybody yeah. thinks the NBA yeah. is just for fun, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and you're caring oh, about your bottom day. dollar. I love it. It I love it. I love it.
0: Purpose thing, Dang. and that's what I wanted to do. You know.
2: All right. All right. I love hearing that. He's always keeping money on the mind as you yeah. should be. Yeah. So as, as we talked about, you spent a considerable amount of time with Celtics before stops in Seattle, yeah. New Orleans, Indiana, Atlanta, the Clippers, honestly it doesn't sound like bad vacation spots no, between no, all no. those cities. And you would be with Lithuania's Algaris yeah. Kunas in Lithuania for yeah. a year before officially retiring at the end of the 05-06 season, capping off a remarkable career. Now, Kenny, it's funny. We actually talked about this on Twitter in the past. I know you know your career high in the NBA. Do you know what you shot from the floor and from the free throw line that game?
0: No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I, but I know I had forty-five points. That's my. Do you, do you
2: remember? Do you remember against two? Yeah,
0: Detroit, right? Yeah. Detroit,
2: April nineteen ninety-four, against okay. Joe Dumars, little. Little nugget that coach gave me. He played every minute in that game.
0: <laughs> I didn't know, man. Oh no, man! But it was great. I had 45, and that's what kids asked me. That I coach, "What was your career high?" So I, I know 45, 50 in college, 62 in high school. High school was 50, 63 or 53, one of the other.
2: Okay, I, we're gonna go 63. We'll go with the upper yeah, number yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and Kenny, when you say that career high, you gotta tell him like I also had 14 assists. Because yeah, see, yeah. I mean, how oh, many points is that? It's at least twenty-eight.
0: In the league, that was against that was in the league,
1: right? That was against um, Detroit in that okay, same game that you that. dropped forty-five. You had fourteen assists and eight rebounds. You were two rebounds wow. away from a triple-double.
0: Wow. I, I would have got it.
1: Oh. So, so the, that that game, you were on <laughs> the money. You shot twelve of twenty-six from the
2: field, and hold up, twenty of twenty-three from the free throw line. I mean, you left hey. the. I mean, you could have gotten you could have gotten fifty if you hit all those
1: free throws
0: and hey, just I'm make one more. After that game, I probably slept like a baby.
1: <laughs> it's like Joe Dumar is one of the most elite defenders yeah. too of your era. So like, you had a, a way of stepping up against com- yeah, competition.
0: I, I, yeah, that's what it was about. You know, I think where I, I came from, New York, I just wanted to play and create, and I was, I knew I could, could create and get by anybody. But my main thing was the short jump shot, you know, working on my short jump shot, I did, and I wasn't really, I was up and down for three, but now that the the three ball is huge in the NBA, I was like mixed up, you know, for three, I I couldn't really shoot it, but I would shoot it, you know, Mm -hmm.
2: and Kenny, I mean, although your playing career was over, you've done an amazing job staying in the spotlight. I mean, yeah. you've made an appearance on Pros versus Joes, <laughs> inducted into the New York City Basketball Hall of Fame. You got a degree from St. Thomas University. Yeah. You're coaching. you coached in multiple schools? Yeah. And you know, now yeah. you're current head coach at Fisk University. So, kind of all of that basketball you've had in your background. How do you feel like it's prepared you for your current role now?
0: prepared me greatly and I'm glad I've gotten in a way that I play for all those NBA teams because I played for some great coaches. Played for uh, PJ Carlissimo, Chuck Daly, um, uh, Nate McMillan, uh, Alan Bristol, and Charlotte. Um, I played for some great coaches. And that they 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 knew the game. So I got all their their answers for the game. You know, how to work out just how to do certain things. So it's just it's, my whole basketball life has been a blessing, man. And I, I came out with my documentary, Mr. Chibs. Mm-hmm. Basketball is easy, life is hard, and that's doing pretty well. So my, my life is well. And I'm, now I'm just trying to build up Fist Coach again, trying to build it up. It's an NAIA school, it's um, s- a small, small school. But academically one of the best in the country, but I'm trying to build it up basketball-wise. And it's going to take some time, but I love doing what I'm doing. If you love doing what you're doing, so be it. And it's not about money. It's not about anything. It's just my joy. We had early practices, 5.30 in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, 5.30 in the morning practices. Tuesday, Thursday is uh, uh, 5 to 7 in the afternoon, in the evening. And then Saturdays, at eleven o'clock practices. That's my breakdown, of my, my 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 practice schedule. But then the coaches come in, you know, an hour before we go over our it. So it's 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 not it's teaching me, teaching me more, man. Just about just about um getting the guys ready, and it's getting let's, me ready also. Let's so, go! You got me. Hyped. I'm
2: about to run some sprints right let's now. Go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. That's yeah. beautiful.
1: And, and, you found your calling. Um, yes. after your career and to give back with the, all of the knowledge that you have and to be a, in the coaching position to make that influence, who would you say your coaching style is most like of your former coaches? Because you may, maybe have one of the strongest pedigree as far as coaches in yeah. background. Are you a I Chuck Daly really, guy? or?
0: I really believe it's not so much. I take a lot of my, from my pro guys, but it's got to be my high school coach. Yeah, Karen. You know, my, uh-huh. my, my, my passion it comes from him. And and, and and knowing what I've known and going through everything I've been through in my life, I try to just reach my young guys. But they're 20, 21, 19, it, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. But you know, uh, Coach Jack Curry, my high school coach, I get a lot of my uh, upbringing from him.
2: We got somebody checking in. Kenny Anderson's the man we know. And free plug, you can watch that Kenny Anderson documentary on YouTube. Yeah. It's free. So we're speaking with the man himself. Kenny, we like to get our guests out of here with a little triple play rapid fire, some this or that okay. questions. Not all of these are basketball related, and you probably haven't been asked some of these. So you game?
0: Yeah, I'm game. I'm good. I'm good.
2: All right. First one. Would you rather score 100 in a game or get a quadruple double?
0: 100 in a game. Hey, there we go. There we go. It's
1: only been do, done once, Doc. I yeah. mean, the, the quadruple double's been done. Yeah. 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 I mean, not not in today's age, but I, yeah. I get it. I, I love it. I'll drop that smooth 100.
2: Respect or loyalty? And you know where I got that post from. <laughs> uh, I
0: just I, I would say loyalty.
2: I'm with you. Always want people in the, in your corner. Would you rather find $10 on the ground or find all of your missing socks? Find all my missing socks. That's what I'm saying. Where do they go? <laughs> Would you rather never be able to watch pro basketball again or never use Instagram again?
0: It's tough. Ooh. I'm going to go pro basketball because I love my Instagram people. Yes! I love my Instagram people.
1: That is a shocker. I love that. And that's why I said only pro. So that way you can watch college. They keep
0: me going. They keep me going. They keep me going. And it's all about love. It's all about love. You got to give love off to everyone.
2: I love it. I love it. A man of the people. Would you rather forget who you were or forget who everyone else was?
0: I, I, I forget who I am to to make to make to make those other people happy. I'm fine.
2: Man, that's the point guard answer. That's the unselfish answer right there. I'm, I'm not even that. surprised. Which one of these weapons would you rather use for self defense? A sword or nunchucks? And you know how to use both
0: of them. I'm gonna go. Oh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go nunchucks like Bruce Lee. Cause I all right. Bruce Lee. Okay.
2: (laughs) See, that's the caveat. Is everybody's like, "But I don't know how to use nunchucks." But for this question, you do. That's.
0: I know how to use them one at
1: a time. Everybody from New York loves Bruce Lee.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All
2: right, which one of these jerseys did you like wearing best, and just based on how they look—the old school Nets blue or the Celtics green?
0: I'm gonna go. I, I gotta go both, man. Uh, both. okay. I, I got. I gotta pick one. I I, I. I love my my next days. I love my Boston Celtics days, and I love my Portland Trailblazers days. Those are the three teams that get get all my love.
1: Oh, and then okay. on the Mister Chips documentary, uh, yeah. your boy pulled out all the uniform, uh, all the jerseys. and The oh, Georgia yeah, Tech man. gold one is clean. Love okay. that powder blue, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The powder blue. That's my Malloy. That's my favorite jersey of all time. My Malloy jersey, and it's it's. it's one in the Hall, it, the Hall of Fame. The yep. Hall of Fame it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I remember seeing it because I've been in the Hall of Fame two times. Right yeah. before the rebuild and after, and I yeah. see it right there next to uh, yeah. Lou Alcindor. Boom! Right.
0: Hey, that's the biggest honor that I ever had, man. That I don't even care. That my my high school jersey is, is next to Kareem abdul jabal That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Kenny, we got a few more left for you. All right. Free
2: cigars for life or the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year?
0: (laughs) Ah! Hey, this is how you know I did my research on you, man. You did the research. I love my cigars, man, but I'm going with my Cowboys. I'm going with my Cowboys. Cowboys, man, win the Super Bowl. It's better for your health, too. too. If they go, I'm going. I'm I'm just going to go. I'm just gonna go. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna be around the arena, just walking around.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Man, you got you might have a chance this year. Wait, they're playing. Yeah,
0: we do. We we got a chance, but I don't know. It's
1: gonna be tough. All right, I gotta I gotta out left question. What was more uncomfortable? This the CNN interview where they kept asking the, the the same question a thousand times, or listen to Dennis Rodman sing "Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday to You" to North Korea's Supreme Leader Kim Jong Un
0: um uh, did singing?
1: I mean, it is yeah. classic. It nobody has that rendition,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. going down there and he was singing it was nuts.
1: I'm glad you I'm glad you came home though um, yeah, I'm
0: glad too. I'm glad I made it one piece
1: now you came up in the era where like video games had just kind of came yeah. up. um, what did it feel like seeing yourself on on a video game? on, a, on a, a trading card. Like, these are what kids dream of. And I yeah. remember playing with you on the Sega Genesis on yeah. NBA Live 95.
0: <laughs> hey, bottom line, I love it. My son plays me sometimes, 2K. He's 21 years old. So just to be a part of that with the 2K and me being on a video game is just awesome, man. Because I don't know how to play no game. I don't know how to play it forever. I, I, I can't play the game. I believe that. So <laughs> I can't play him at all. So my son, he plays them friends they all play them i always ask uh my 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 relatives play i don't know i just say do you play you play me what team i'm on brooklyn uh brooklyn uh nets so it's 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 awesome he can't
1: see you in pong though huh he can't he can't mess with you in pong oh ping pong not well, no. Nah, I was talking about the, the video game on an Atari. No, nah, he's a Hooper. Hoopers don't play video games.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I never played, but I know what game he's talking about. He can't mess with me on that problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kenny, my last question. You made 547 career three pointers, shooting 34.6% for your career right now. I'm leaving you wide open for 10 threes. How many are you making?
0: I would like to say I'm gonna make five, but I'm definitely gonna make four. Okay. I'm definitely gonna make four.
1: Okay. What if it's okay. the uh, What if it's the left rack?
0: Corners. Uh, I'm mean, the corners for sure. <laughs> <short. laughs> all right. I, I said, what,
1: what about the left rack? Uh, How many you making I'm out back, of in there? Hey Kenny,
2: uh, we were, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, you know, is there anything that you want to plug to our audience? You know, where they can find you on the socials, um, you know, where they can find some of the Fisk University games. Yeah, you on my
0: Instagram, 7357 Avenue, you know, I'll say 737 Avenue. That's what, <laughs> <it's>, that's what <laughs> I do. The 7th, 57th Avenue. What, not Avenue, but 57. So that's, uh, that's my Instagram. You know, stay in touch with me, you know. i am always putting some, some big things out. Uh, always, always plugging. Always plugging the best. Just always reaching out to, you know, yes. to the guys and giving, giving them love. Everyone, I'm giving everybody love. Are we yeah.
2: here? And make sure Kenny Anderson, 7357 on Instagram, where he's very active. At yes. shibs underscore one on Twitter, where he's somewhat active you know, on there.
0: Got, I got off my Twitter. I'll be back on Twitter in March. Okay. I got, I the, you know, I got off and I went to Instagram.
2: Okay. Hey, that was a wise choice. Yeah. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We will catch you guys.